Welcome back to Class and Grass Podcast, Season 3, Episode 12. There it is. We got it out. Yeah. Um, We are back, live streaming. Paul said, glad to be back, boys. Glad to have you back, Paul. We missed you last yeah, week because we you did. were not in the chat. It's a bit but, quiet. No, it was. It was a quiet chat last week. You know, Paul really brings that energy. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> so we're, we're looking forward to having him back and having the rest of the boys back. Of course. Um, hopefully a buzz in chat today. We also got some questions um, on the agenda. Obviously, we'll go through the Hassani of the week, and then we'll discuss some of the big decisions, the Ballon d'Or. Um, and the other award that we're giving out today, then following that, we'll go with the Prem and then La Liga. And then some of your questions. We got a, a question in the Discord chat uh, for all you guys listening yes. live right now or um, after recording date on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You guys can get on our Discord, and from there, you guys can post questions, and we'll make sure 100% that they get answered in the podcast. Sometimes your questions that you put in the live stream live don't always fit with what we're talking about, so we can't get to it during that podcast. So if you want to make sure that whatever you're talking about gets spoken about by us, put it in the discord but yeah without further ado we can start with the hasani of the week for season three episode 12 and it goes to none other than mr ballon d'or Lionel messi three assists this past week pretty decent for his start at psg so far considering he started a bit rockier getting those three assists was very helpful i mean yeah we uh we're looking at it before the pod it was like four goals three assists or something this season obviously not terrible for any player but for Messi's caliber I'd say underperforming at least at his new club especially with a team like PSG that will score a lot of goals uh you know he's been in and out of the squad but three assists in one game is unreal for any player especially for him and say it just caps off a great week for him including his seventh Ballon d'Or which is fantastic I mean the most Ballon d'Ors that anyone has ever gotten I'm Fairly certain that that record won't be broken no. anytime soon. Um, yeah. But yeah, going right into it with the Ballon d'Or ceremony, which happens today. You know, I'll take my stance on this one. The chat yeah. can take theirs mm-hmm. and you can take yours. So just starting it out, I personally think that this is daylight robbery mm. of Lewandowski. <laughs> right, I respect Messi. I think Messi is fantastic. All, like, all things considered, Messi's the GOAT. But we're talking about this season. Mm-hmm. Not the last 17 seasons or however long he's been playing. That's probably an incorrect number, but um, not the last however long he's been playing. You know, we're talking about the last 12 months. Maybe you can consider the last 24 months because there wasn't a Ballon d'Or given before that. But even that would back up my further response even more. And I'm thinking Lewandowski should get this, right? Lewandowski this season with 20 games, 25 goals, and two assists, and last season with 40 games, 48 goals, and nine assists. I mean, those are numbers that only the best players put up, right? Mm-hmm. You look at Messi and Ronaldo's top seasons, and only they put up those numbers in those best seasons. And Lewa has done it last year, and now he's doing it again this year. And on top of that, they won four trophies last year. Those consisted of the Super Cup, the Club World Cup, the DFL Super Cup, which is, you know, the German one, um, so the UEFA and the DFL, and then also the Bundesliga. So mm-hmm. no Champions League like they won the year before, no Copa America like Messi, but still four trophies with fantastic individual stats and being snubbed by not winning the Ballon d'Or the year before because it was canceled from COVID. I mean, I'm just thinking this has to go to Lewa. Yeah, and obviously from a statistics standpoint, that is true um, based off what you read off there. But for me, it's more I'm looking at it from the storylines. Um, obviously, 
Lewandowski had an unreal year last year. They didn't have a Ballon d'Or for whatever reason. He didn't get it. Obviously, the right thing probably would have been for him to get it. Well, yeah, I mean, he and, won the, the individual player yeah, of the year. Yeah, exactly. And then the Lego Ballon d'Or. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but for me, looking at Messi's season, I'd say really not dropping form in a very struggling Barca side last season. I'm not sure the exact stats, but I remember he still I mean, I can was very you. solid last year. Last season, 47 games, 38 goals, 14 assists with a Copa del Rey and then also yeah. a Copa. So, I mean, still very, very good record for a Barcelona squad that underperformed in pretty much every single tournament, um, except, like you said, the Copa del Rey. But I think the biggest thing is also the Copa America, like you said, um, first international trophy for Messi in his whole career. I think just the storyline with that beating Brazil in the final. Um, I don't know. I think it was a year of a lot of resiliency for him. Yeah, and, I, I can see that. Um, obviously, with finally winning that international trophy, being kind of pushed out from Barcelona's uh, home club for the, his whole career. But I don't know. I think, I think it was right. I think it also could have gone either way, and I completely, you could argue it all day, and I would be pretty much split between Lewandowski yeah. and Messi. But for the storylines, I'd say Messi. So yeah, I mean, it it both like you said, both make sense. Lewa stats and more trophies, but Messi has he's the goat. He had a great season last year. He wasn't in a super team. Mm-hmm. You know, Bayern's a super team, especially last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're in a super team, you're going to get more chances in front of goal and whatnot. And then also, like you said, Messi, Copa del Rey, or uh, Copa America, also the Copa del Rey. Yeah. But um, the international trophy was huge. And mm-hmm. I think for the persuasion of the journalists who vote in France, that's, that's huge. Because, like you said, the storyline that it brings about Messi finally did what Messi, the last thing that Messi had to do to become the GOAT. Everyone always said, well, everyone's argument was always, Messi is not the GOAT because he hasn't won an international trophy. Yeah. And right, he did that. So I think, I mean, in my mind, he solidified himself against the haters as as the GOAT so far. Um, and, and right, I think that has a huge part to play. But I mean, Eli said... Messi was unreal again this year, but I'm tired of being a two-man competition. I mean, I agree. It's true. It's it's, it's coming to an end, though. It is. It's coming to an end. Would you I, say last last year? Yeah, because I would. I don't think Ronaldo's going to get it again. No. And if Messi gets it again, that would be incredible because of the form he started out with this year. You know, yeah. four goals, three assists. Um, and so I I don't think he's going to win next year. And then it just I think it's going to continue. His form is going to continue to overall decline. Maybe he'll have better form than he has in the past two months, but overall compared to last season, it'll start to decline. Um, but yeah, I mean the problem with saying that you you think that it it or you're, or you're tired of it being a two man competition is people took that into consideration two years ago and Luka yep. Modric won, and that was also daylight robbery. Yeah. Right. That it, that but it was, was purely rec- trophy. Bro. It was almost yeah. It was like recency bias. Like mm-hmm. he just won the World Cup. Yeah. And did they win the Champions League? We didn't win the World Cup. Made it the final. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, they did win the Champions League though. But then obviously you can say made it to the World Cup with a overperforming Croatia side. Um, he won the Ballon d'Or. Messi this year, I'd say maybe overperforming in an underperforming team and carrying a international team. Yeah. 
do you think maybe like you said the voters are more looking at um that side of it of how much impact can one player have on one team and maybe you could give the argument Lewandowski take him out of that Bayern team they're still winning a lot of their that, games that's a complete versus take Messi out of Barcelona or Argentina and are they winning those that's trophies? a completely fair argument um but I think the like there are previous Ballon d'Or picks that go against that. Yeah. And I think you have to be consistent. I'm going to bring in Wesley Schneider mm-hmm. um, a while ago. Yeah. Um, he had a great shout at the Ballon d'Or and he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Wesley, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, and, uh, and there have been other instances. I mean, even with Ronaldo and Messi over the past however long, they were considered the best players in the world just by how great they can perform on any given day. Yeah. And sometimes there was other players that would pop up out of nowhere and have a fantastic season, but because Messi and Ronaldo were on great Barca and Real sides, they won trophies, they were great players, they would get it over those other players, maybe rightfully so, but I think you have to be consistent. And I think that, I mean, I just, it, it's a tough one for me. I feel so bad for Lewandowski. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, we can move to the award that they did give him, which was the best Best, best striker. striker, which is a new... Mm-hmm. um award i i mean we kind of joked like before the podcast does is this literally just made this year because they already decided it was going to be messy and they're like okay it looks bad we need to save ourselves somehow so like let's make a best striker award when a lot of the time it is a forward or a striker who wins the ball door yeah so it's like okay it, it, like, like you said it, i mean it's I'm there's no mid best midfielder or best defender award. No. So right, and obviously this is a new award. Yeah. So why are they making it? If any like like you said, it's gonna go to a striker anyway. Yeah. A winger. So it's a strange one to me. It feels like a little bit of a pity award, like, oh we feel bad that the general. There, yeah, there's no way you. no way Lewandowski was like, Let's go. I got Well did you see striker. his Instagram post? No. Well, so it was actually, you know, he's very being very mature about it. If I was him, I would be really disappointed yeah. because being, I know Paul said it's not a robbery and I would agree. I called it a robbery, but you got to be yeah. enthusiastic about it. You got to catch the viewers. You got to catch the viewers, <laughs> but it's not necessarily a robbery, but I do think Lewis should have won. Um, but uh, right. He was super good about it. He was super mature. He was like, first off, congrats to Messi. Yeah. Second, thanks to every all the journalists who voted for me and, and supported me. And third, thanks for this new award, the Best Striker Award. And it's it's professional, but it's also not what you've seen from other players in the past, which is, you know, bad attitudes, not responding for a while, going dark for a bit, stuff like that. Um, so I'm, well, yeah. I'm glad that he at least took it well publicly. And Messi, I saw, said, um, I don't know if it was in his speech once he got the award, but did you see he said... Lewandowski, you deserve this award last year. And, like, you deserve a Ballon d'Or in general. But he didn't say this year. He's like, you deserve one. You deserve one, you but had a great... I get this one. Yeah, because <laughs> you had a great year last year. But, um, you know, I don't know. I think they're both in that... They both knew, kind of. They're like, yeah. this is a very awkward situation. Because that's never happened before. There's no, never it hasn't. Been one and it's, where... a weird, it's a weird one because, like... They resumed the rest of the season, and I remember talking on the podcast Last about. We were, year, like, we were like, "Why? We're like, why are they sense not doing one?" 
I mean, it, it really didn't make sense. Paul said, this isn't the first time organizations have made awards to give something because they feel bad um, for them not getting the biggest one. Seventeen eighteen Prem, they made a Playmaker Award for KDB. I mean, there you go. Paul yeah. bringing in the facts, bringing in the, the As always. great great interpretation of the commentary for us from the chat. Um, and yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, they try to make everyone happy. But like, what what does the award really mean? Because... Everyone, like, I'm guessing Lewa was like, oh, I'm dreaming of this Ballon d'Or forever. I yeah. really want this, blah, blah, blah. But especially if it's just made that year, like, okay, well, this is not historic. This is not like I've achieved something that I've always wanted. Exactly. To this is something that I achieved and knew about was even a thing two weeks ago. Yeah. So, I mean, it, I just think that that extra little bit of um, the cherry on top was kind of taken away, even if Best Striker was an award before that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And then moving on, there are other awards. Um. Donnarumma got best goalkeeper. I don't, Fully goal deserved. Goal. I don't think there's an argument there. Uh, Pedri got the best player under 21. I don't think Again, there's an argument. Deserved. Yeah. Um, and then for the women's, Bondor, Alexia Putellas got it. And that would make Messi, Pedri, and her all Barca players from last year getting um, awards. An which interesting is one considering the state of the club. Exactly. <laughs> Probably the most turmoil in a in their history in a year yeah. and they got three individual awards. awards wow that's incredible that's i mean and also i mean kind of does reflect the state of the club because both are no longer at barca it's true the the, the female player is no longer mm -hmm. either she's at chelsea now i i don't know i think so yeah um and then speaking on chelsea they had a great run out in the ballon d'or um placements as well Jorginho getting yeah. third conte getting fifth um Edward Mendy getting second for best goalkeeper, yeah. which is the Lev Yashin Award. So, um, some really good stuff um, overall from Chelsea. A great little like window, could you say, for them in, yeah. in the awards received. And I mean, it reflects well on their season last year. I know Eli will be happy about this one, but right, they had a great season last year. They won the Champions League. They, I mean, they were phenomenal in every department. Thomas Tuchel, I mean, he's transformed that club. I mean, yeah, and I don't know if you said this, but yeah, they won also a new award. Uh, club of the year award so um another recently made i mean you can almost say was there a manager of the year ah uh, probably you want me to look it up sure i, I got you because i mean you could say tuchel to be yeah fair. i mean it's a um, uh, well right so i think hansi flick won it the year before yeah yeah so let's see um yeah eli says best save percentage in champions league history and most clean sheets in champions league campaign for mendy there is a big argument there. I think the hype around Donnarumma was just huge from the Euros um, and his performances there. He won the goalkeeper of the tournament for the Euros as well. So, I mean, it is a tough one. But I'd say Mendy, I don't know. I'd still say Donnarumma. Donnarumma. AFCON's happening too late for yeah. Mendy to get it. If, if, if Mendy were to get it, he would have had to win AFCON with Senegal, like Donnarumma did with, yeah, Italy, yeah. with the Euros. And AFCON happens in January. So mm -hmm. it's just, it's the timing doesn't like yeah, it yeah. well. Um, I looked it up, the Manager of the Year Award. I mean, it didn't come up. So if anyone in the chat knows if it happened or not, they could let us know. But I didn't see Maybe it. Maybe they only do it, it for uh, UEFA, not FIFA. Yeah, the, U the UEFA Awards yeah, might be, which are just weird. The knockoffs. Why are there two? They're, they're knockoffs yeah. entirely. I mean, it's, it's craziness. Um, yeah. Moving over to the Premier League, obviously we were just talking about how great Chelsea was. Mm -hmm. um, and looking at the top of the table, the top three is on 30, 29, and 28 points. 
So it's fairly close at the top. Yeah. Um, and then Chelsea and Man United had a interesting tie. Very interesting. Weekend, you know, Carrick with, I mean, I mean, a undefeated, game undefeated as, as an interim, yeah. interim, interim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Interim to the interim. Um, yes. I mean, I know we, the guys in the chat and you and I all watched the game and we were talking about it while it was going on, but I mean, it's, you have to just feel bad if you're a Chelsea fan. You got to just be like, that was embarrassing. Yeah. Because, well, first of all, Jorginho on Man United's goal did the same thing that Conte did to Martinelli's goal. Do you remember yeah, that? A couple yeah. of years ago. where They both reminded me of... The, it was the, almost the, the exact thing. The Gerard slip. You know when you yeah, see the exactly. picture? You see the picture? Yeah. And you're like, oh, memories I mean, for Liverpool fans. Exactly. And I don't know. I... Just one goal there. Chelsea obviously hit the bar with Rudiger um, with an amazing. That was a ridiculous strike. The dip on that was and insane. I like any other player, and he's shooting that far post. Yeah, but Rudiger, Rudiger just decided just to curl it. Near somehow post. did it near post. Um, he's so awkward. Yeah, Hudson Odoi also had a very good chance way early on, and then obviously Rudiger had a last minute chance too. Which, he just which he should have scored. I mean, he. As they say, had the headlines in his sights and all that. As they say, the FIFA commentators, um, and then just blazed it over. Yeah. And lost all composure. So. Yeah, I mean, I Eli said complete dominance, but a mistake cost us. Right. I can kind of agree with you there, where your mistake cost you. Um, but your goal to make it one-one was a penalty that was a VAR decision, which Jorginho tucked away, which kind of maybe made up for his previous mistake. Yeah. But you're only scoring a goal against Man United. And to be fair, that Bayou Lindelof partnership did really good that game mm-hmm. at defending crosses and, and the balls coming from the wingbacks, which is generally where Chelsea thrive. Yeah. So they did a good job. But I don't know if you can say dominance because Chelsea had chances and they didn't take them. Yeah, Reece, He scored a pen. Reese James was also kind of quiet he's yeah. your top goal scorer this season so which is a weird one as well yeah um <laughs> <laughs> like just in and of itself yeah but like i don't know they they did seem to pretty much man united saw your game plan crossing a lot of wide play and really shut that down um but i'm not gonna lie it was dominance by chelsea and they should have won the game um did you see the premier league they always do that like um like chance creation yeah like like chance creation and then xg's yeah and like it was all to the side of chelsea the whole game Mm -hmm. and there's like one little blip that man united scored well they had when they subbed Jaden sancho off the commentators were like Jaden sancho scored the one shot that man united has had all game it was like the 60th minute and not even the one shot on target the one shot that yeah just one shot and also at the time that they subbed sancho off and ronaldo on it was one nil yep um Obviously, the pen really didn't have anything to do with that substitution. No, no, no. But it was an interesting decision from, uh, from I'm, Carrick, in my opinion. I'm surprised by the amount of discussion over Ronaldo's transfer to Man United and yeah. if he should be starting every game, if he should be even playing every game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you think? I'm still kind of torn because did you see the Roy Keane, Jamie Carragher? They had a huge fight no. about it after the game. Um, Roy Keane was defending Ronaldo saying... <laughs> you know, he's scoring goals. Why are you complaining? Like, even if he doesn't give a lot of defensive support, like, he's he's scoring goals. And Carragher was saying, well, are you, like, did they bring him in to win the league or did they 
are they expecting to win the league in the next couple of years? If so, they should be playing Greenwood and young players to develop them. So, I don't know. What do you What do you think? Should he be on the bench, or should his is it are his goals enough to keep him in the starting eleven? So those are two good points. And then I also have one separate one. But if you're going off of, are they bringing him in to win the league this year, or are they bringing him in to win the league? Um, in a couple of years, I think that that's completely valid, right? He's not going to win them the league in three years. No. Um, and people like Greenwood, people like Rashford, people like, you know, Jaden Sancho, all of these young guys can indeed develop more and find form and help them win the league if they can strengthen other parts of their lineup. Um, but that being said, I also think that there is a fairly denied uh, reason to why United might be unproductive and people don't like to look at it or talk about it. But teams change the way they play when Ronaldo's in their side. It's true. And he's a great player. He's one of the goats. You know, he is, he's been incredible his entire career. And at Real Madrid, they were able to use him very, very, very effectively. Yes. And that was special. But United hasn't found out a way to do that. And Ronaldo is less dynamic now that he's older. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of one-dimensional, and he's really good at his one-dimension, but, <laughs> like, he's not providing support in other areas, so if you want him to do his job, you have to feed him just the right way and play just the right way, and they're not necessarily cut out for that. Yeah, I, it's, it's a hard one, because there is that production there pretty much every other game. Mm -hmm. He scores a goal, and late ones, too, and oh, very yeah. important ones. But like you said, maybe that is a job for a substitution. If he's scoring those late goals, he can but come uh, on you, in the you 90th don't, minute. You don't sub Ronaldo on. No. It's not, it, he, would, he would retire. Exactly. Before you did. So like, it's kind of as a club, you have to decide. It's like you were saying a couple episodes ago with um, Sir Alex Ferguson. Like, mm -hmm. Should he be, have as much say in the club yeah. right now? Should Ronaldo have that much say just because of his huge presence and ego in the team? And, and or right, should a manager at some point just, like, uh, Rangnick or whatever who's coming yeah, in? Yeah, I, I don't he, think anyone knows how to pronounce his name. No, should honest. he put his foot down and be like, all right, we're going to be pressing, which is all I've heard about from him. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not going to do that. You're not. That's, like, past your kind of role in a team. But we will bring you on because you have that. You like, if not, he's gonna bring attention from the defenders, and he's gonna get a man on him like at all times. Yeah, I mean, like there's there are positives, but at the same time, Man United are rebuilding at this point, and yeah, I don't know if that's the right right. Choice. Man United, I think, um, from where they were like four or five years ago financially, mm -hmm. and where they are now, or maybe you could say before they signed Ronaldo. Um, there was a pretty steep drop. I know they're the best, like, or the most wealthy club in the world or have been for a while, mm -hmm. um, and popular among countries outside of England. Um, but you know, they were suffering big time financially with all the investments they made in players that weren't paying out on the field. Um, and so, right. The owners, uh, the Glazers and Ed Woodward are, are in my opinion, much more invested in making Man United a global club that, that is financially stable than actual success. And usually those two things come hand in hand, but when you have Ronaldo in your side, they don't. Um, 
And so I think that there's kind of another problem lying underneath, which is Ronaldo's making them a lot of money right now Mm -hmm. with like television production and shirt sales and overall media coverage that they don't really care. I think, I I mean, that's just a speculation that I have, you know what I mean? Like they, they're like, we're making a lot of money off of him and we're going to do that while we can. And then we'll do our rebuild or something like that. So I think that there's a lot of like fishier stuff going on at United right now. Yeah. I, it will be interesting to see how the new manager comes in. Um, Eli said, yeah, dropping points uh, in that fashion could be the difference in the title race this year. Yeah, like we said, top three is combined um, between two points from first yeah. to third. So, yeah, dropping two points is like dropping first to third. Exactly. And, and Chelsea, if they won that game, could have been, um, you know, 32 points and United uh, would have been 27 points. Yep. So then you're you're making that gap bigger and every little bit counts so much. Yeah. Like so, so much, especially like we're, we're no longer in the times that is like where it's, oh, you're five, 10 points behind the top. It's okay because you make that up because we're nearing Christmas and in a month now, you're going to be like eight, seven, seven or eight games deep into this Christmas window yep. where, you know, tons of games happen. You're going to, you're either like, going to sink right or swim. Now is, yeah. is going to keep you up or it's going to drop you. And yeah. so every little point matters for your confidence and for what's coming ahead. So, I mean, it's, it's very important that these sides, Chelsea, United, City, Liverpool, all of them get their act together and are able to play. You know, right now when I'm looking at it, City and Liverpool are the only two teams that I can see that really look like they are dominant in all of their play. And Chelsea, I would say the same, but this this previous game made me question that, yeah. um, especially with United being able to so easily shut down Chelsea's strongest point of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and then moving to you know more of the bottom half of the table where points are going to matter just as much over this next you know one month-ish. Um, and Norwich and Villa are both undefeated under new managers, which is huge for them. Yeah. Uh, Steven Gerrard with his second win out of two games against Crystal Palace, which is a very good side. Uh, Vieira has done very well, as we've talked about before. Um, they went up 2-0. Uh, Palace scored one late, but finished it 2-1. And then Norwich 0-0 as well against Wolves, I believe. So a win and a draw, and then two wins for Gerrard. I mean, new manager bounce, and Norwich could be... Good, good. I mean, Norwich, Norwich to win the league. Honestly, <laughs> sink or swim in the, in the winter. They get up to, they get a ten-game winning streak. You never know. But I don't know. I think I still don't see Norwich doing much. But it's you never know. It's weird. I mean, it's really, it's really, really strange. I mean, I'm looking at the bottom of the table right now. Obviously, Newcastle are last. They haven't won a game yet. Um, yeah, everyone's rumors. like waiting for. Mm-hmm like new players or something they're like well, oh we have good good ownership now yeah, like if they, if they go down they're gonna go down with like five billion that's gonna thing. be the championship is gonna be blown away <laughs> gonna it's have, gonna be destroyed they're gonna have the sickest team in yeah the they're gonna sign like premier league level players in the championship yeah. um but yeah they haven't won a game yet this year no. which is tragic when you're in december or you're kind entering of quietly december. like yeah no, it, one's no talk- one really is talking everyone about was like oh norwich haven't won a game yeah now they have mm-hmm. now they're two wins three yeah. draws which is nine points and they're tied with burnley and 
really only one win outside the relegation zone, yeah. which is crazy to think about. Exactly. Um, but I mean, the bottom of the table is fairly congested, right? Um, like I said, Burnley and Norwich both one win outside of the relegation zone, and then you got Leeds, Watford, and Southampton all two points yeah. um, between each other. So very, very close stuff down there, and I will be interested to see how things pan out over the next month. You know. Yeah, and moving on to huge news from the south coast it's um, it's, it's a tough one a i mean zero, it's a zero, bad draw zero zero draw against leeds um xg united are back yes did you see all the memes i did yeah i, <laughs> I did oh it's uh, terrible but yeah full-time whistle booze rang around the amex i mean i've never heard gp got get booed before graham was very disappointed in the fans he uh was very confused he said we're sitting in eighth why are you complaining yeah. there's a bit of a and it, at the end of the day i need to we're brighton hove yeah. albion i need to hear what you think as a brighton we're, we're brighton hove albion and we just got a point yeah like at the end of the day there's it's, nothing new here it, it's not that bad a zero zero draws it's not terrible i mean if you if you get a zero zero i i know everyone at brighton is like oh we could do so great this year but like we're not gonna get europa league mm. we're not i mean if we do i'd be blown away and I just don't want to get relegated because I see really good progress in this team and I don't want us to slip the second half of the season. So every point matters to me still. Yeah. Because if we can stay in the Prem, I think what we could build for next season could be an actual Europa League contender. I mean, I don't know if you guys have been watching Brighton at all, but Tariq Lamptey, who's back back from injury now, and Cucurella, who are our wingbacks. I mean, we look like Chelsea sometimes. We do. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we have some of the best wingbacks in the league. And I am not saying that like sugarcoating it at all we are super good with our back three you know maybe duffy needs to go and we can get someone else in but to be fair he's doing a pretty good job this season yeah duffy is definitely on his last leg oh yes um but you know <laughs> webdini and dunk mm. are both fantastic players. I, w I will say webster had a shocking game at least the last 20 minutes that i watched he right. was misplacing passes all but, over the but place. webdini can be very good it's true. um and Eli said, Lamptey, another product of Le Cobham, as, as your well, article yes, could sure. state. I mean, Mac wrote an article recently. Go check it out, classroomgrassmedia.com, and it's about how um, Cobham has been the new La Masia, yeah. which is the Chelsea Academy. But moving back to the Brighton side, well, you know. Yeah, and uh, we had also a question, Lamptey or Livermento? Oh, I'd take Lamptey. I take Livermore. <laughs> I mean, but that's the that's the, the divide. It, it is. Yeah. This is the divider between yeah, us, exactly. right? They're both great fullbacks. They're both no. on our teams, respectively. Although I will, right? We play you guys on Saturday. We do. Whoever has a better game, or is it? Le do we, no, do we, we play Leicester first. Well, we, well, there's so there's a game week from Tuesday to Thursday, mm. and then there's a game week <laughs> from Saturday to Monday. I think we play Leicester and then we play. You yeah, guys, so we so. play you guys on Saturday. Yeah. Right. Whoever plays better. Yeah. Lever or Lamptey, that that decides it. I still think. Livermento is a better winger, but Ralph isn't a huge fan of that idea. I've called him. I've said, "Oh, you've talked to him on the phone." Stick Tino up front. <laughs> um, Put him in the front three. He's still an incredible player. He's but, really good. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes. Said, Paul said Lamptey's better well, than Livermento. That's what we like to hear. How you could know? you support a team with <laughs> Neil Mafe? <laughs> that's very true, Paul. You, I mean, Neil Mafe had a shocking game. To be mm. fair, man, I missed so many sitters. Mm. But yeah, the XG memes were going crazy. I mean, people were just like all over the place talking about how XGFC is back. Um, if you guys don't know, last year, I mean, we would have won the league in XG yeah. if if you could. Yeah. XG is expected goals. So we're very good at creating those chances, but actually putting the ball in the net seems to be harder mm. for us. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not too mad. I'm disappointed in the fans that booed. 
um i would have i would not have booed if really? i was there no chance i would have been like graham pick your head up go into the locker room talk to the boys and let's go out next next week for a better game shave um, the beard maybe is it see, time th- is it time it may be time this, okay. see this is gonna go on the instagram yeah but because we we posted a previous yeah. one about the beard but i do think now that it is time to shave the beard first you heard it here first. you heard it first well if- i think that's the form i what's his form since uh being with the homeless oh since, since like from yeah. when he started homeless to <laughs> to to now yeah. that's a good point what's the form so it, what's he the shaves window? we go back to good form i think so we have to get this down yeah <laughs> so that we can start these good luck comes, right yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's graham shaving so if he shaves guys you you've seen it here he's shaves. gonna shave and if he does yeah we're winning the league and then just don't maybe go back to to the homeless yeah because homeless is not ideal no because the scraggliness is what makes the team perform less well well i mean paul also said uh winless in the last eight yeah that had to have been around the time so that's that's a good point um and (laughs) (laughs) it it is obviously joking (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i mean i think you should shave the beard i Mm. think we need to get our act together to stop getting singular points and start getting three points but um i mean if if we're being honest here you stick a Roberto Firmino mm. or a Saudi Omane or mm. a Romelu Lukaku up top, you know, Lewandowski, Lewandowski up yeah. top and we're winning the Champions League because you look, <laughs> you look at our back line and you look at our midfield and our wingbacks. We're just missing that final touch. Yeah. We're, I mean, it's, it's real. Well, we'll see if Basuma stays. Well, there's some other things going on with that situation that I don't know if we yeah. should discuss. <laughs> But that's a whole different deal. Rumors. Um, flying from uh, England all the way down to Spain, um, where a decent bit has been happening this past week. Obviously, Xavi um, now has played or has taken over for three games, and they're undefeated. Three or four. Three, yeah. three or four, and they're undefeated under him, which is really good. They're in seventh place right now, ten points behind Real, um, and they just played Villarreal this past week. They won three one, and um, you know it was. Not necessarily a Xavi type performance. The goals are not. No, and and even the play throughout the game, yeah. the some of the passing was really sloppy. Yeah. Um, and if you didn't watch the game, right, t- two of the latest goals, the last one was in the 96 minute and it was a pen, and Memphis Depay's winning goal was in the 86 minute. So it was really neck and neck until the very end. So they squeezed out three points. Getting results though. Yeah, they're getting the results, yeah. but I would like to see better football from that side. Um. Mm. And so we'll see what there is to come. But overall, good from Xavi's side for the first couple games. Um, and I'm really looking forward to see, to seeing how they do um, over the next month or so because I feel like, you know, they they could definitely recover their position in the league mm-hmm. and and return to I mean in the next couple years where where Barca needs to be. Um, and then moving to their rivals, Real Madrid, they won a two one game against Sevilla. Um, overall a another pretty neck and neck game. Uh, Real Madrid didn't really find their feet until like twenty minutes into the game, and in like the fifteenth minute, uh, 
Sevilla scored off of a header from around the penalty spot, which was kind of ridiculous. I mean, you don't see that, those. The absence of Ramos and yeah, Veron. Exactly. Um, and, and it was a good header. It was placed really well by Rafa Mir. But, um, but then Real Madrid started to find their feet. And then about the 30th minute, uh, Militao hit a shot from about 40 yards out. I saw that. And it hit the crossbar. Well, it was saved, and then it hit the crossbar. Saved, yeah. And then Benzema followed it up. Um, who's having a fairly decent season this, this year. 16 so. goals. Exactly. Vin- um, Vinicius. You know, it, he is, yeah. he is um, Benzema is a Mitrovic type. You know, I think Benzema tries to follow in the footsteps of Mitrovic. I think so. I don't think it's the other well, way. I, I think also Lewandowski. Yeah, well, they both watch the championship consistently. Why wasn't Mitrovic considered? <laughs> well, next year. No, it's true. Because look at his stats. Yeah. Look at his stats. He's going to have the same stats as Lewandowski. <laughs> He's going to He's and actually maybe gonna... more trophies. You don't know. You don't know. But wins the FA Cup. Wins the Carabao Cup. We're ca- we're calling it now. You heard it you here. Heard it here. You heard it here. Mitro November twenty ninth. The Ballon d'Or. Um, but yeah, Benzema obviously tucked that one away, and then in the eightieth minute or so, sometime around then, um, uh, Vinicius scored the winner, and it was a great goal. He uh, got it on the left side of the field, cut in, and then he hit an always rising strike with a bit of backspin that went to the top right corner. And Vinicius is having himself a worldly of a season. You know, mm-hmm. the kid is doing the pair. really well. The pair of them. It's, it's great. Yeah, it's really good. Um. And then just going back to Barcelona, do you think, I personally think a top four Champions League would be success for Xavi this season. Top four for for Barca as of next season, like with, at with the end of receiving Champions League? Yeah, at the end of the season, getting in the top four spot, a Champions League spot, would be a successful first kind of, not full season for Xavi, but first. Um, I think it depends on the place in top four. Given that they're seventh right now and they have more than a half of a season yeah. to, to recover and they look decent from the start and he's got a January transfer window to do a bit of working, um, I'd say at least fourth or third. Mm-hmm. If he got second, I think it's a really good season from him. If he got third, it's okay. If he got fourth, I mean, it's all right. If he if he doesn't get a Champions League spot, I think that's disappointing. I think so. Um but the real test is going to be when he gets the funds, when he gets the real transfer window in the summer, when he's able to let players go off their contracts. How is the squad going to look? How are they going to play? And what are they going to do next season? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's really when managers are able to shine. You know, they have that time with their squad. They have that time to make the squad that they want um, and whatnot. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um, Daniel Ramsarup. <laughs> I, I don't know if I pronounced that wrong or not. Welcome. Said, well, yeah, welcome to the stream. Hope you're enjoying. He said, Leo was robbed. So sad right now. You know, I said the same thing at the very beginning. I did. Yeah. I, it, and I think maybe it robbery. It, 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 it does. It yeah. does. Um, it, and robbery might be a bit enthusiastic, but I do mm. think Lewis should have gotten it. And you can go back, um, like after the stream's done, and watch, you know, that previous. You part. won't like me because I. Uh, he, he's a messy I, guy. I was more of a messy uh, um, storyline, but. But yeah, I mean, you can go watch that back. Definitely think Lewa deserved more than he was given mm. for the past two years of work that he's had. Um, then moving on to your guys' questions. Like we said before, if you guys are interested in asking us questions and want to make sure that they get answered, you can put them in our Discord. Um, and if you are having trouble finding out how to get into that Discord, you can email us or whatever. It's on our website, classandgrassmedia.com, or you can shoot us a DM at our Instagram. So um, no problems there. And the question we got this week was from St. Paul Browns, which says, after 13 
games, only the top four teams, Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, and West Ham, who we haven't really talked about much this episode. No. They deserve a bit more talking about. Um, only those four teams have a positive goal differential. Why do we think this is happening? Is it because of bad defending across the league, lack of quality finishers, or just two to three really horrific defensive games so far for the other 17 uh, teams in the league? I mean, what do you think? Um, I mean, I was surprised to see that as well. Um I mean, not really for Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool, and West Ham, because I would have expected them to have a positive, but definitely for who's off of that list. Um, Leicester underperforming. Um, Arsenal obviously had a rocky start, but have picked it back up. I'm surprised maybe they don't have a positive goal differential. Man United don't have a positive goal differential. I know there's a couple with zero. Yeah, and so, right and so I, I mean, they're not all negative, um, but obviously there's there's like four with zero crystal palace brentford um and then wolves also have zero so there's three so those and, are more and i mean brentford have had a very good defensive season or at least to start out this they season. haven't gotten blown out exactly so i so think that's also part of it wolves you know just overall over the past very up and down years, season but overall over the past three years yeah. have been known well for their good defensive um, abilities and, and their ability to clean, keep clean sheets. Mm. Um, and then Crystal Palace, I think, is an interesting one, but their improved form as Patrick Vieira has taken over, I think, is definitely a result of that. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It, I would be very interested to see, you know, if you go back 2018, 2019, 2020 Premier League tables, how the the spread is um, at this point. At, yeah, at yeah. this point during those seasons, because I mean, it would be super interesting to see. Um, and, I mean, you, you would think that you'd have half of the table with positive and half of the table with negative goal differential. Um, or maybe a third with positive, a third with close to zero, and then a third with negative. I mean, yeah, you'd think a fifth, sixth, and seventh place team would have at least a positive goal differential, but they have zeros and or in negatives. So, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, we have a lot of questions which came through our phones recently. Um, but... Uh, we got one which was watching wolves is like passing a kidney stone. I mean, that's a bit. I mean, I think that's yeah. a bit expressive of your feelings towards wolves. You know, maybe, maybe, may, maybe not like passing a kidney stone. But you never know. I mean, I can't feel what watching wolves is like for you. Um, another one was, uh, Spurs about to go off or simply fizzle. Will Conte turn around in December or take a year? Um, any snow in the forecast for games this week? Um, I loved the Man City West Ham game. Um. Very entertaining halftime performance from the ground ground staff. Definitely. Did you do you see it? Uh, shoveling about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, great job. I, Pep gave him the man of the match award. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah, I mean, you love. It's to see satisfying it. to see them it, it clear is. it off. And and right then you're thinking amateur level games, semi pro. Mm. Why aren't they allowed to clear off the fields for us? We live in Minnesota. That's true. We need to get these games. Let's just play outside. That's <laughs> all, all year. January, yeah. February. These are outdoor times. Yeah, yeah. It's no soccer. They need to make new cleats. Yeah. They do. It's it's we. This is a business opportunity. Did you see Sean Dyche? Um, obviously their game got canceled. Spurs, Burnley, but he was out there. There's like three inches of snow on the field, and he was out there just with his dress shirt on just like looking around with a smile everyone else has their huge coats on that's great from him i mean you wouldn't expect anything oh you, you wouldn't and did yeah. you see the the tweet um or or the story about the the couple who came from dallas i did 
So, I mean, I'm assuming everyone in the chat uh, has, has has seen this, but I'll go over it a bit. Um, basically, there was a couple from Dallas who um, went, they flew into Leeds, and then they drove to, um, I believe, London, um, I think. Um, maybe I'm wrong about that. Well, they're at Burnley. Or they the flew into Leeds. The they flew into Leeds and they went to Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what it was. But huge, like huge travel. Yeah, huge travel. Waited in lines forever. Did all this stuff. You know, they described it in their tweet better than I can. Yeah. But um, they got there and it obviously got canceled and they were super disappointed. And then Harry Kane saw the tweet. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I mean, I love your support. I'd like to welcome you as my guest to the next time you're in town for a game." And then, like an hour later. People are digging through this guy's Twitter yeah. history. Like, first off, why are people going through this guy's Twitter history? Um, and then they they find this tweet from like two months ago, which is from the guy. And oh, he's, I found you can read it out. Um, funny how the best performance of the season. So this was in, uh, oh, it, it was only like a couple days. Oh, was it? A, wait, let me before. see. When was it? It was uh, the ninth. Oh, so that's like yeah, two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, funny how the best performance of the season was without Kane on the pitch. Changing rooms, a disaster. Need a manager with the bollocks to sit him <laughs> and make this Suns team 100%. Winter window, sell Kane. It truly needs to happen. <laughs> so, I mean, that's so... You think Kane's going to revoke his offer? Okay, but, like, realistically, how many other people, even if they haven't tweeted it specifically, have, like, oh, said totally. that about a player... But you'd still be like, if oh my god! If either of us ever were to like become great soccer players, yeah. the things they could dig up, yeah, from exactly, would be horrendous. Yeah, so like, obviously, it's a tough one for him. But it, oh, it is. It's hilarious. To I see. mean, do we think Kane will rescind his offer? Uh no. You don't think so? No. What like, do you think it would be awkward if they like met each other? No, because I, I doubt Kane would see it. I don't know. Unless Kane like goes through his hate on Twitter <laughs> and he's like. <laughs> Oh, I still remember that tweet from three months ago, but I don't know. We shall see. Paul put a fun fact of the day in the chat, which is Norwich in 1992 to 93 are the team to finish highest in the table with a negative goal difference after finishing second. That is crazy. I mean, so I mean, it does happen. The 90s were weird. The 90s, the 90s were a strange time. I mean, they yeah. really were. Um, moving past to fantasy as we close the podcast, as all of you guys know, fantasy is something we do every single week, um, or we review it. Um, so for regular fantasy with the class on grass, wow, it was a great week for me. You should start then. I'm going to start because, you know, fantastic stuff from overall 48 points when the average was 44 Vardy with 24 captain. He got 12 doubled that. I mean, fantastic. Salisu with nil, you know, I'm disappointed in Salisu. I am. I mean, it was the Liverpool way, so you can't really blame him. Ah, I'm, I'm disappointed in Salisu. Yeah. I really am. I, I was expecting at least six mm. from that game, personally. Okay. I, personal. I was not. <laughs> so, but we can move past that. <laughs> um, And then Schmikes with two. Dunk with six, which was great. Salah with six. Uh, Pookie and Mape both not really getting anything out of it, which is unfortunate. But yeah, 48 points in total. Um, right now, I'm sitting in ninth still in the league. <laughs> I'm catching up to you, though. We're right, 23 points between Or no, less. Oh. Uh, 18 points between us. Oh. I mean, that's great. So 27 for me. <laughs> that's a tough one, right? If we um, do another one of these weeks, it's close. So I think I've found the problem. What? I have Captain De Bruyne, who was on a... Um, let's see, 25% chance of playing. So why did you choose to do that? So I didn't know. 
I did you not? I don't check? think I've really looked at this. Oh no! Until probably, I don't know, maybe two podcasts ago. But um, Van Dyke, no, Van Dyke with a strong <laughs> more than half of my points came from Van Dyke with fifteen. That's um, great from him. You should captain them. Yes, I should have. You, know, you know what? I'll captain him right now <laughs> for next week. He's gonna get a red card. Honestly, make captain. All right. He's- you heard it here. He's captain for Max team next week. This is great. Mason Mount with a nice vice captain as well. I'll give Lutamento. Does vice captain like what is it? So if your captain, play? if your captain doesn't play, yeah. so I'm going it's Van like Dyke captain, Livermento vice captain. I think you should switch that. Really? Personally. Lester at home. I don't. Do know. it. Do it. All right. Do it. All right. There we go. There um, we go. I mean, if, imagine Livra with a goal and two assists. Very possible. Well, no, it is. Yeah. Like we said, if Ralph decides to put him in the front three, it's yeah. very, very possible. Yep. Entirely. I gave him a ring. Um, And then for our draft teams, looked like I got a win somehow. Eli um, already said that he lost to me, so I'm loving that. So I got 44 points right on the average of a regular draft, a regular fantasy team. But for the draft, I got 44. Van Dyke again. Sala again with six dunk with six um not leaving many points on the bench either uh let's just see who i beat real quick uh oh i beat dom wow 44 to 18 that's great stuff from you so my draft to be fair dom's ninth (laughs) you gotta beat you gotta beat him though how do you feel we're we're asking producer sutton here how do you feel about being last with only one point i guess i got something i mean you did you did get you drew you got 21 points this week he actually got Ashley more than Young. Dom. If you would have played Dom, you would have won. Yeah, Ashley or Ashley Young, Ashley Dom. <laughs> Ashley Dom. Ashley Young got nine for you. Konate got six. Sargent got two. I mean, he did decide <laughs> to play Sargent. It's, it's great. A solid two points. <laughs> it's solid. For I'm him. third, I, tied for second with Eli now. That's Twenty-seven great. points. I, I obviously beat Eli this week. I got forty points in total, so not a bad week. Huge gap in the standings. There so. is. I'm in sixth right now. Um, I'm four po- five points above seven, who is Paul. But then you go another mm. six points after fourth, and you have Mac, Eli, the and The top James. three have very much pulled away uh, <laughs> yeah. from the pack. <laughs> yeah. it, it, it seems to be a very risky one up there. You never know what's going to happen. I'm liking where I'm at right now. You are? Yeah. yeah you I don't mean, want to peak too early. That's true. Season. Yeah, you're, you're, you're on the come up. Third place. But I am as well, right? Yeah. 21 points. I'm not far behind on that. <laughs> not bad. I'm not far behind. Yeah. Dom says I haven't checked fantasy in two weeks. My oh, team is shit. I haven't touched it since the draft, so. Uh, no, I'm, I'm still You have no about. excuse. I'm still Dom. moving about. Yeah. That was a good draft from you, then. Very good. That, I mean, that's great. Very Predicting good. injuries and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, guys, that uh, concludes the podcast this week. Um, hopefully, you had a good time. Um, we had a, a, a good bit to talk about. Um, yes. But yeah, we've got some big things coming, little hints. We're not going to spoil anything, but big things coming in the future. So keep your eyes peeled um, for that. Uh, If you don't already, go follow us on our Instagram. If you're listening um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, maybe come join us live next time. Some articles coming. Some articles are coming, yeah. Uh, Check out our website if you haven't for for recent news and whatnot. Um, And until next week, hopefully you can watch a bit of footy. We've got a double game week happening right now. Or not a double game week, but a week with two game weeks. If you know what there we go. by that. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Um, so lots of Premier League coming up, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. So hopefully you guys can soak it all in. And until next week, peace.